0: News, foreign and domestic,
1: unfiltered news,
0: real news. Welcome everyone. It's January 21st, 2019. I'm your host Tori uh, with the Tori Sess Show on Red State Talk Radio. Every day live 12 to 2. And between and that's Eastern time, and between 1 and 2 Eastern time, I have phone lines open. Today indeed is Martin Luther King Day. And he's actually quite relevant to what we're going to be talking about today in some aspect. What are we going to touch base on? Well, Friday, we discussed how the week was moving so slowly, as if the news and every single person on the planet was walking knee-deep in tar. And like I said, Friday after my show, we should have some developments, and this weekend, if not be, something grand should happen. It's not a crystal ball. It's science. And if you realize the enemies that the people, the free people of this world have, you'd be able to make the same predictions. It's just that we need to realize what is really going on. And it's, and it's kind of difficult because there's so many variables, just as any complex mathematical problem, variables. Uh, and the more you have, the messier the math gets. But, you know, I love math. So you can DM me at Tori underscore says on Twitter and Gab. You can also send me an email to Tori at Tori I have received many emails. There are a few, actually only two, that I haven't responded yet because I thought I can do that during the show tomorrow. In the meantime, what are we going to talk about today? Because we've got lots. We've got to talk about what's going on with this shutdown. Was there a coup planned? What's going on with Ruth? Was I right all along? Was she plugged in since October? Gosh, there's so much to talk about. Elections coming, Kamala Harris announcing that she wants to run. But like I said the only candidate right now that may indeed be the one to cinch the Democratic nomination is Yang, and for some reason the left is terrified, just like they're terrified of Ilhan Omar who is extremely dangerous for the foundations of our democracy, as well as Ocasio. So we'll talk about all of that. For now, Let's begin the day of just looking at what our president has tweeted this morning, right? So first, he talks about Kurt Schilling and mentions Levin, which I do not like at all. I've said it. He does. He is not a Trump supporter. He's merely on this train for whatever reason. We all know he's a gr- a cruise bootlicker and was up until the end. He's reinforcing to us through his tweets that he's done great for our country, which is true, because no one's going to report it, so sometimes you have to toot your own horn. He is truly getting things done. But one thing that struck me odd, because, you know, the president tells us exactly what we need to know is that he retweeted something that he tweeted the other day, just yesterday, which is, to all of the great people who are working so hard for your country and not getting paid, I say thank you. You are great patriots. Patriots, P-A-T-R-I-O-T-S, not P-A-Y. So, we must work together, he says, after decades of abuse to finally fix the humanitarian, criminal, and drug crisis at our border. We will win big. So, he retweeted that on the day that RIF reduction in force has begun. It's not an application. It's not something that someone needs to initiate. It's not like Mulvaney has to say, all right, start the procedures. It is instant. The minute day 30 comes, it begins. So I found myself up so that I can catch and intercept any 4 a.m. drop. And (laughs) I found some interesting drops, interesting, which we'll talk about in the second half when I have Scott Adams from the Scott Adams show join me. It has to do with Ruth. So let's talk about what happened during the weekend. Where I left you all on Friday is that after my show, you know, after 2.30 p.m. is usually when we see um, indictments being unsealed, announcements being made, and right on time. Our president made the announcement that he was going to address the nation in regards to the crisis at the wall. At the, well, ha, I'm getting ahead of myself, right? Where we want to build the wall. So he decided that he's going to do it at 3 p.m. Eastern time and then delayed it to 4 p.m. Eastern time. Because he actually went to receive the fallen individuals and soldiers uh, that died in Syria, which we'll talk about as well. And keep in mind, these soldiers, some of them were just veterans working for private companies as private contractors to fulfill the duties of active duty soldiers because we want to pull out our troops. And I would encourage you to look back on former shows where I told you what happens in Idlib. See, nobody mentioned that the bombing was in Idlib. Nobody mentioned what exactly went on with the suicide bomber. But I told you that Turkey's far, far, far fanatic, crazy, insane um, party that stems from Ankara, that You know, for some reason, the um, mainstream media likes to switch up their uh, names, you know. They like to call themselves FLN. Others like to call them NFL. Others NLF, you know. This is how you hide information in plain sight. And this is why I tweeted RGB other than RBG. And there was a specific point to that. So NLF, or the National Liberation Front, uh, which is actually the front, the the front of uh, the National Liberation. Everyone just keeps changing the words again, so people can't follow the news. This is what they do. It's fake news. We've seen it. We know it. We breathe it. We see it every day. I mean, it's not you know, just a a talking point, it's fact. So we'll talk about that too. Uh, I think we should do that in the next half hour because right now I want to show you just how dangerous Ilhan Omar is to the left and the right, but just let's put it this way, how she is dangerous for our free people and even the cabal. Listen carefully to her words here. Let me play this for you
1: down, which is nothing more than a manufactured crisis designed to distract us from the instability and dysfunction that rules the Trump's White House. So I invite the President to engage in a real conversation with Congress on immigration. If he wants, we can talk about the $2 million million the Guatemala government paid to you to DC lobbyists and how our government is cozying up to corrupt regimes in that country.
0: Wait a minute, did she just oust them? Did she just oust the cabal that they get paid by Guatemalans to go and train train them? Hold on, there's more.
1: If he's interested, we could also talk about the US funding and training for Honduras security forces that are involved in serious human rights violations. Like creating caravans. And how these policies that we support are forcing people to flee from their homeland. Ah,
0: we're supporting them.
1: Okay, before Trump. I join the similar calls made by my colleagues today, and I demand that the president end his temper tantrums Oops, that's a jab. And quest for a racist and xenophobic wall. And I demand that he work with us to reopen the government before any more damage is done.
0: All right, so during this video, and I'm just going to retweet it right now for those that are following me on Twitter, um, we have Rashida... And Ocasio flanking Ilhan Omar as she speaks. Now, these things she speaks of are not false. We have been funding these governments for a very very long time. We have been propelling and I've and I've talked about this for months now about how we use US aid to promote and I'm air quoting here democratic values, right? We're the ones that gave it and I think it was Donald Trump that pointed out, why are we giving money to Southern Mexico and Honduras? Why are we funding them? But yet Ilhan decides that she's going to credit the president on this. And you know what? He is the boss. He is the president. So, hey, yeah, in a sense, you're in charge. But he's going to let it happen because it's only when the cards are open and you allow them to perpetuate and continue those illegal, inhumane, and undermining of democracy tactics, that the people will finally realize what is truth and what is fiction. You know, um, you know, like I've said, <laughs> I'm a big Library of Congress person. I love to read and educate myself a lot. And uh, since it's Martin Luther King Day, I um, would also, you know, tell you if you wanted to kind of see history in the making, that you read his letters from the Birmingham Jail. Those are actually um, that that is actually quite uh, important. Uh, because what we saw uh, manifest with these uh, Covington Catholic schoolboys uh, is just exactly what Martin Luther King Jr. talked about, which is that shallow understanding from people of goodwill. Because we have to assume that the insane left, the granola-munching, Birkenstock-wearing, dreadlock, I love everyone, ear expander, Persons that don't know which bathroom to use are doing all this with goodwill. So the shallow understanding from people of goodwill, he says, is more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people of ill will. These are very important words. That statement, that quote is one of my favorites. Because he indicates to us just how dangerous someone that thinks they are doing a something good or uh, fighting for good because they lack the ability to have a broad understanding, they only have a shallow understanding. See, they'll tell you they're all about this and they understand and they have a broad perspective, but with shallow understanding is dangerous. And very frustrating because how do you teach someone To gain actual knowledge when they refuse it because they believe that they have broad knowledge. You know, uh, ancient Greek philosophers had talked about this uh, aspect of knowledge uh, throughout the ages. Many philosophers have, actually. See, when we believe that we master something, we are incapable of accepting knowledge, input, or criticism from others outside of that specialty, which is why people that are experts seem to have narrow scopes. It takes a different kind of person to demand to have a depth of understanding with a broad perspective. And that only comes by thinking and by challenging those things that are taught, spoken, or portrayed to you. For example, the news. The media provides you a point of view that we all now know is fueled by ill will. And they push the misunderstanding. This phrase should be the phrase of 2019 as we expose the fake news mainstream media. Because those that listen to them have shallow understanding, but believe that they have a broad perspective. This is dangerous. Because you can't fix them. And, you know, the term that everyone will say, you can't fix stupid. Gosh, they're so dumb. I'll even say it sometimes. But, you know, I actually feel sorry for them because every human being has the capacity to expand their perspective. Because it's through that expansion of your perspective, the ability to pull yourself out of a situation that you are in the middle of. That allows you to draw on those innate qualities that we have as people, which is Actual compassion, actual understanding, actual abilities of hearing with listening, right? You hear, but you have to listen. Listening is the part of understanding. And embracing situations. You have to be able to step back. You know, there's uh, lots of people online that make videos, that put out tweets, uh, that are on Facebook, that, you know, even in the 8chan board. The one thing that you see in common from people that have a broad perspective but a depth of understanding is promoting you to take a step back. Because by taking a step back, you can think. So here's a... before I get into that, I wanted to play you a clip from CNN of Pelosi because I want to talk about Pelosi right now because I want to talk about her after my short break too. Pelosi talking about her cancelled flight, which was amazing for me it was the most someone- It was the most amazing thing our president did. She's on this bus with members that she has carefully chosen like Adam Schiff right? We'll hear him again. I played his clip on Friday and these are very important to listen to so we can get into it. She was very upset, wouldn't get off the bus. And you know, you question yourself, where's the manifest? I actually filed a FOIA request under my pseudonym to ask for this information. I want to know who was going. Who was I paying to fly to pass notes and tour poppy fields? I want to know. And were they actually going? And the thing is, those that were selected part of that flight as military companions, you better know they're on notice. Now let's take a listen to this.
2: The bus already, I was about to join them, and the president then uh, canceled the trip. Uh, it was a kind of a funny letter saying seven days in Egypt. Somebody didn't tell him this was a quick weekend trip, uh, but... Nonetheless, that served his purpose, not forgetting him for a moment. So then we – that was that for us, but we had the prerogative to travel commercially, and we made plans to do that until the administration then leaked that we were traveling commercially, and that endangers – we weren't going to go because we had a report from Afghanistan that the president um, outing our trip had made the scene on the ground – much more dangerous because it's just a signal to the bad actors that we're coming. You never you never advance you never uh, give advance notice of going into a battle area. You just never do. Perhaps the president's inexperience didn't have him understand that protocol. The people around him though should have known that because that's very dangerous. And then, um, then and so we're saying well we're not it's not only about our safety, that's one thing, but the more important thing is the people who, we'd be meet, who we would be meeting with, the civilians there, our own f- troops, first and foremost. Again, they take so many risks for us, we didn't want to heighten uh, the risk for them. So uh, so then we're going commercially, then we say, okay, well, let's review this in light of the State Department's report that the president's statement has uh, – Heighten the danger on the ground. As we're making that decision, all of us together, then the State Department doubles down and says, we don't think you should come because the president's statement has made a but threat. But the fact that they would leak the uh, commercial, fl- uh, that we were flying commercial, is a danger not only to us, but to other people. Flying commercially, that so was very irresponsible on the part of the president. We'll go again. We'll go another time. This would have been
0: how incredible. So let's take a think for a second. Did we listen? First of all, she didn't even complete one sentence, right? She didn't complete one sentence. They were all half sentences. She was frazzled. But in the beginning, she told you. We were on the bus, and then the president did this, and it was like seven days, and then it's like, no, it's like a weekend trip. And, uh, you know, uh, we were going there, and uh, she was just rambling, right? She was frazzled. And then they told us, you know, you don't tell people when you're flying to Afghanistan because that's for bad actors. Nobody cares about you, Pelosi. How many of you out there listening right now have had Congress or senators appear? Right. Which you're like, what business do you have? We really don't want you. We don't care right? Lots of them. Because when they come to Afghanistan, they really don't come for Afghanistan. What do they do? They hop a night flight on the Air Force choppers to where? Kazakhstan. So let's cut through the BS and be realistic and talk facts, okay? Nobody cares. Nobody will look. And then her saying that he inferred that them flying commercial is a danger. Why? You think that people on a commercial flight won't have phones and record it? I remember... I had eyes all over Washington, D.C. when Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton flied commercial with vouchers. And, uh, you know, Laura Loomer was nice enough to break that uh, because, you know, Twitter likes to keep me down sometimes. (laughs) So, what she says is making no sense. What she is doing uh, while she's speaking shows you just how frazzled she is. She is scared. She has no idea how to move forward with this. She doesn't know what to make of it. And, you know, I saw that the Gateway Pundit, great job, Jim Hoff, snapshot of Pelosi getting on the plane that night. Where was she going? And was that family with her? Interesting, right? Very, very interesting. But let's listen now to what Adam Schiff, who was a... uh, passenger for this, what he had to say. Let's listen to him. Come
3: on. a few uh, comments on behalf of our delegation about the president's actions uh, in attempting to cancel a congressional delegation to visit our service members uh, in Afghanistan, uh, as well as uh, our visit to NATO to reassure our NATO allies. Reassure. Um, we believe this is completely inappropriate by the president. Uh, We're not going to allow the President of the United States to tell the Congress it can't fulfill its oversight responsibilities, it can't uh, ensure that our troops have what they need, whether our government is open or closed. Uh, That work must go on. Uh, And I think it's vitally important now, in particular, that the President has announced withdrawals from Syria and Afghanistan, that we understand the situation on the ground. Uh, We had anticipated important defense and intelligence briefings In Afghanistan, uh, we were looking. Why were they getting briefings? To reassure NATO allies. Again, reassure allies. By reports that the president has uh, questioned his staff or opined about leaving NATO, we're determined to make sure that our NATO allies understand that on a very bipartisan basis, our commitment to NATO is strong. Um, So, so
0: he's speaking on behalf of GOP. Action. All right. So. What did he tell you? He told you, hey, we were going to see our troops You know, during this shutdown. We're just flying out uh, to execute our congressional duties. It's very important that we do. Uh, we need to reassure our uh, NATO allies because that's our job on a bipartisan basis. But all of them on that delegation were Democrats and family. And uh, we were just going to go and uh, get this done. And he stopped it. But I refer back to Pelosi's statement. Yeah, you know, so the people in Afghanistan told us it's not good that we come now. Hmm. That's because you were made. Because we'll revisit when this type of stunt had been pulled again. I've said it before. Every time my president leaves the country, my heart is in my mouth thinking, may God protect him because we don't have control of what goes outside our borders. Hence, Switzerland. We'll revisit this after the break and talk about Syria.
4: Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio.
5: Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn
0: to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about Sanctuary Cities. Sanctuary cities that...
4: You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa,
6: stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, Hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking... And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it. But we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone. And call right now. 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978.
3: Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance.
0: Okay, welcome back. That was uh, something. Uh, so, t- today, like I said, we're going to examine uh, Syria, but I want to continue on this, uh, you know, gallivanting that the Democrats insist on while the government is closed. And I think we'll talk about pink slips in uh, the second half when I have Scott Adams on with me. Now, if we remember correctly, on Wednesday, right? The day before Pelosi wanted to go flying and gallivanting, day of, that the trip was actually organized. We saw these articles flying around showing an Asian man, you know, in the picture, not the actual perpetrator, which was, you know, uh, one of the, you know, from the religion of peace terrorists, right, Um, where he's 21 years old, right, he lives in Georgia, and his name is Hashir Jalal Taheb. Who lived in Cumming, Georgia. He had been planning since last March, right, March 2018, to bomb uh, the White House and possible other landmarks that he had in mind. Now, I've stressed the fact that our border is wide open and it just takes one terrorist. This guy had like a missile launcher, right? <laughs> he had a rocket. He was rocket man. President Trump knew everything, everything. He knew exactly what was going on. He knew exactly who and what. And, you know, no one showed his face from the mainstream media because that would be racist, right, to actually call it out because then people would see a pattern, you know, and say that we are labeling people. But no, we are not labeling people. We are stating facts. I urge all of you to just go into DuckDuckGo and type in ISIS manifesto. They want you to be scared in your own bed. But here's the funny thing. Timing, right? So Pelosi wants to fly out of the country with selected individuals and her family members. We've seen this movie before, right? I mean, it could just be coincidence that it's all planned as such. But, you know, Donna Brazile was very bold into tweeting things out after it failed. So, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, Donna Brazile, maybe Secret Service needs to visit you. And I say that, too. But why would she tweet that after she can't go anywhere? Because she's compliant. Because she knew. See? Sometimes you roll with the wrong crowd. You've seen it in a movie before where they show you uh, kids in the ghetto and there's like four kids and they get in a car and they're like, yeah, we're going to rob this liquor store. And then there's that one boy that really doesn't want to go because he doesn't want to commit a crime, especially when he sees, you know, the driver or another friend pull out a gun, right? That's when stuff really gets real. And you realize that uh, this is just taking it over the top. I didn't sign up for this, right? You've seen how many movies like that? So the driver or another passenger flashes a gun and says, we won't use it, but if we have to. And then that guy just rolls in with them, and they're just going to go rob the liquor store because they want to buy, I don't know, a muffler, let's say. And that guy that was hesitant sees his friend shoot a guy, and now he's in deep. Like, what does he do? He never signed up for that, but he doesn't want to back down because they might shoot him. I mean, anyone that leaves the crew is suddenly an enemy. So one would think that Donna Brazil's tweet of saying, you know, um, you know, that Pelosi is president tomorrow, MLK weekend in full swing. You know that tweet? Could be indicative that she was Uh, applauding the idea of eradicating the president or the vice president all in one go with their 21-year-old, a young boy. Because let's be honest, you're not really an adult just because you're 18. You're still a kid. It's between the ages of 18 and 27 that we make the most stupidest choices because we think we are capable of making choices. So this is a young guy who has been groomed into this and probably follows the ISIS manifesto. And if you give him money, and that's what's exciting. Remember, what do we always have to do is follow the money. I mean, he was supposedly trading his car for weapons, right? Or ammo. Well, how'd he get all the other stuff? He had to have money. He's 21 if he was flipping burgers or, uh, you know, on a federal work study through school or lived with mom and dad. I mean, where's mom and dad? We're hearing nothing of it. Because President Trump already knows. Very well-timed. Very, very well-timed, isn't it? So let's revisit something that will trigger... Memories of those that are still alive that lived it, but those that are history buffs like me that like to look into the past to make sense of the future. When JFK was assassinated, what happened? The whole cabinet and had flown, and they were out of the country at the time. So we're not involved. We're not there. We don't know anything. Oh, my gosh. We're far away. We didn't know this happened. Seen that movie before, right? manifest. We need to find out why Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff would bring family members to a war zone. That doesn't sound right. I mean, to be honest with you, I've taken my eldest when she was young on me to day trips like, you know, to Kuwait or uh, to um, uh, Switzerland when I went to CERN. But those were like simple day trips that I would just hang out and, you know, come back because then I'd have vacation. You know, they would just be kind of a tie-up. So, you know, I've, I, I get it, but you don't take them into a war zone, right? An active war zone where you have to get on a military aircraft and enter somewhere where we supposedly are at war. Like, why would you pack the plane with your family? I mean, we all know the history of, fam- of 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 Pelosi's family, right? No coincidence, we call them the D.C. Mafia, right? Think about it. Why were they leaving? Who are they to give reassurances to NATO? They do not make uh, up, <coughs> excuse me, foreign policy. It is none- ...of their business to go and say, well, we're here bipartisan, yet you're all Democrats, to reinforce to you our commitment. No, our commitment is not there if you're not paying your way. Our president said so. Who are you to undermine that? And besides, I've also made it known to you that, you know, usually these congressional and Senate delegations that head off to Afghanistan don't really hang out in Afghanistan, they just hop onto night trips to Kazakhstan. And what have I told you is in Astana? It is the center of the European Council. That is where they hold their annual meetings. So the European Union has their parliament, has their judicial head, but then they have a council, and that headquarters is located in Astana, Kazakhstan. Those of you that are retired Air Force, that are retired Navy or Army that have worked within that, let's say, within aviation, know exactly what I'm talking about. Pretty interesting. They were made. Because we know everything. Because like I've said before, this president is a genius. His tweets talking about people working hard and not getting paid. He says, thank you, you are great patriots. He's not just referring to those that are working without pay within the federal government. He's talking about everyone out there helping to bring our country's power back into our hands. Those cyber soldiers, those people that voice it, those people that dig, those like Tom Fitton that just drop FOIAs every single day, file lawsuits every single day. There are millions of Americans around the nation right now filing lawsuits, open records requests, FOIAs within their own states to dig all of this up. Having said that, I found it quite interesting that yesterday our president um, was retweeting a lot of people. He retweeted seven specific senators that, from my sources, were the ones canvassing for a veto override. Do you know what the veto override is? It's where they're going to, you know, get some uh, votes from the Republicans to meet with the Democrats where they need two-thirds to show it as bipartisan, to override the president's will. Seven of them. Who are those seven? Come on, guys. We've revisited this before. I think I wrote about it in Big League Politics how seven senators were found to have Russian links. I'll find that article and retweet it. It was in the summer where I... Pretty much talked about that. It's interesting when you see the names. It's interesting when you realize just what's going on. And he retweeted the ones that had official statements on their page too. You know, like Lankford, Thune, Marco, Little, Rubio, Inhofe, Hoven, Moran, and Tillis those seven GOP persons that were busy canvassing their own party to line up and agree with the Democrats. Your president tells you everything you need to know. And it's pretty important that we listen to what he has to say. Right now, just a few seconds ago, he published something. Let's take a listen to this. He usually has good audio. Says today is my great honor to visit the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial with Vice President Pence in honors of MLK Day. I'll retweet it for you right now. It's pretty amazing. Great music too. Huh? Yes, Martin Luther King Jr. You know what's funny? Because we'll talk about Ruth later, but. Martin Luther King Jr. had uh, a certain relationship with her as a lawmaker. A very certain and specific relationship. I suggest people do their homework because he's talked about her before. He has. I don't think people, you know, like I said, they... They bet on the fact that you forget or they bet on the fact that you won't do your homework to remember these things or learn these things. This is reality, guys. It's not the Twilight Zone. This is reality. We have Syria, for example. Remember how I told you that the um, that the Turkish people were actually provided uh, 30 kilometers in? I had told you how the radical extremists, FLN, NLF, whatever you want to call them, because they all change it, had signed an agreement with ISIS, al-Nusra, all of them to give them rights of way to Idlib. Where'd the bombing happen? Idlib. See, these terrorists are a problem because we funded them, like Ilhan Omar says, right? The freshman that is dangerous because she's pointing out that her own party is and, uh, you know, they're not really happy about it. But anyway, we funded these people. We've got Hezbollah on notice because their leader is sick or dead and no one's reporting on it. And we've got the Turkish government that wants to expand their borders and eradicate Kurds, something they've been doing for eons, and nobody cares. And suddenly we have this bombing, and it's uh, actual militant territory. They've killed tons of Syrian army chiefs. They were beheaded by ISIS and jihadis just, you know, uh, what was it, um, maybe five years ago uh, that Idlib uh, was... um, was part of Assad's forces to push out ISIS and they beheaded 70 head individuals of the army. You think that ISIS did it themselves? No. Turkey helped. Turkey is a problem and this is where we go back to my love affair with Lindsey Graham. The one that Ilhan Omar said is uh, compromised. The one where she said, well, he was with us, and now he's like not fighting for our truth. Right? Remember him? Remember the snake out of South Carolina? Anything that comes out of South Carolina? Dirty, 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 dirty. And it's been like that since the 1800s. Don't take my word for it. Read up on the Library of Congress. Pull up those images of newspapers. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So here we have Lindsey Graham, what, meeting with Erdogan? After Erdogan killed our own people. His people did that. ISIS doesn't have control. Those out of Ankara do, right? Those have it. This is how big the issue is. I've been talking about Turkey, Turkey, the almost umbilical cord and access to all continents and the gatekeeper for Europe and Asia for that black oil, that black gold, right? That everybody wants. They're the gatekeeper and they're the craziest gatekeeper. They're that crazy gatekeeper. The fact that Russia has called out Turkey for sending reinforcement, a breach of the Astana, Kazakhstan, Turkish, Russian, and Iranian deal. So in Astana, in Kazakhstan, there was a deal made called the Turkish-Russian-Iranian deal, right? The TRI. They violated it because they are only allowed to have certain observation points. Yet Turkey has overdone that. Turkey was not able to ensure that their presence uh, is there to um, minimize jihadis and, you know, Al-Qaeda. You know, the, the, the people that the Turkish radical party, right? It's a political party in Turkey, the liberation, the National Liberation Front, if you want to call it. The NLF, FLN, however you want to anagram it. They're the ones that are working with al-Qaeda and ISIS. And they literally allow them to be stationed there, in their area. Even Turkey asked, to meet his obligations that he has signed with Iran and Russia in regards to such actions, needs more time. And, you know, he's uh, saying that Damascus is in, is responsible for this and, you know, all this stuff. And even Turkey so nicely supposedly offered Russia um, protection of uh, their Russian base. So there's no more drone attacks. And something that Scott Adams mentioned, whoa, isn't that where the plane went down? That's the thing. And these terrorists, um, you know, in Syria, our president even said it at some point, that they call themselves rebels and are getting away with that by calling themselves that. This is Donald Trump stating that in 2013. That these terrorists are calling themselves rebels that are in Syria. And wait, where's the tweet? Let me get it. He said, on September 5th, 2013, The terrorists in Syria are calling themselves rebels and getting away with it because our leaders are completely stupid. No, they're not stupid. They're in bed with them. They are in bed with them. Turkey said that they were asking more time to delay the attack against Idlib a few more weeks. And we're talking, this is 2014, right? They have control of Idlib. And I told you that Idlib is important because that is how they get... On to the shores, the only shores that are not controlled by terrorists or Turkey. Latakia, right? We talked about it. It's incredible how people forget. It's impe- it's it's just incredible. And how the media isn't even reporting this so that you understand exactly what's going on. It's horrific. We lost Americans to the Turkish hands. And I don't care what anyone says, that ISIS took responsibility for it. It was the Turkish people. And this is where Lindsey Graham goes over and talks with Erdogan, telling him what how he's recommitting our commitment to him we don't want to commit anything to you you are not someone stable you are not someone that has solid stance you will flip to the highest price because you are the gatekeeper of that black gold that's basically it that's the bottom line and the one thing they have is detest see the thing about turkish people and their culture is that they're petty this is why the Ottomans were defeated because they lack the ability of in-depth understanding in depth understanding and long term projections. They're shallow and they only seek to satisfy their short terms. But President Trump knows that. He knows everything, just like he knew what they were planning. Funny. You would go on a congressional delegation, Senate delegation, whatever you want to call it, outside of the country and ask your president and infer that security is an issue, right? Because if you infer that security is an issue and they get bombed, you were like, well, we knew about it. And he was just, uh, you know, not listening because it's all political. No, Pelosi, it's because you've been made number one. Nobody cares if they catch you doing something wrong. It's the thing is, have they figured out your methods? And the thing is, we've been saying this before. He's crowdsourced millions of people. Let me not say globally, and I take that risk to say it. Globally. And those people that Pelosi has, that the cabal has within our federal government, are soon to be receiving pink slips. Because for some reason, people think this reduction in force, you know, that you have to apply for it, or that someone has to come out and say, hey, maybe you should do this. No, it's activated as of day 30. It's pretty quiet, though. I'm not hearing anything about pink slips. But what I noticed during the weekend is that there were a lot of Democrats going to feed these poor federal employees that are on welfare. You know, they're on, they're approved for food stamps, they get their um, unemployment, well, depending if they have their unemployment and don't have money or savings, whatever. And I saw a few of these interviews and they're just like, they're not your average, you know, persons. These are Paralegals, you must have been doing some really bad stuff and not really essential stuff if you've been furloughed because we still need our paralegals unless you're one of those paralegals that James O'Keefe's Project Veritas team interviewed who said we can't get fired, who admitted on camera. That work for the Justice Department that they stymie anything the president puts forward. They slow walk it. They send themselves classified documents to do things and drop things. How many of these people are furloughed now? How many of them are in that in those crosshairs of Riff? Think about it. Genius. And now the Democrats have no way of stopping it because he called this on Saturday. He gave them DACA. He gave them TPS, and they still said no. So everyone can see this is a political move. They thought... That if they put enough pressure from the mainstream media or crying, you know, um, individuals on TV, contractors, correctional officers, paralegals, maybe a couple lawyers too, let's just say. Maybe a few admin staffs. They didn't though, did they? They didn't really put them except for that paralegal, which was super funny. Because you realize that they're going to be trimmed. They know everything. This was well planned. They still don't get it. And those Republicans that didn't take the peace offering that the president did, like Marino, he stumped with Trump. He was great. But you know, we talked about plants, we talked about how they insert themselves into your life, we talked about how they look like they are totally on your side when they're not. Look at him now. He had to resign in the public eye during his fifth term, even though he stumped with Trump because a lot of people will be are stumping for Trump, our MAGA supposedly, and loathe him and are just waiting for the opportunity to pounce like those seven GOP senators that were canvassing for veto overrides. I'll see you guys in a bit with Scott Adams joining me here in just a bit and we'll have the phone lines open for questions too. You can call us on 215-TOP-TALK. See you all in a few.
1: Filtered News.
0: Real News. Real News. That's it. That's what you get here, just facts. I'm not going to tell you what to think, but I'll give you the tools to do the thinking on your own. Again, I am your host, Tori. Uh, for the Tory Sess Show on Red Red State uh, Talk Radio. Uh, In this half of the hour, I will be joined by Scott Adams from the Scott Adams Show. So that way we can discuss things on, uh, you know, RBG. And, you know, me and Scott have gone back and forth on his show and off air as well, uh, talking about how, you know, I completely disagree. The only reason they told us that, um, you know, RBG was in hospital back in November because she missed the formal ceremony for Justice Brett Kavanaugh. She missed it. This is why they reported it. We would have never known that she was plugged in because she's been plugged in. And this morning I tweeted out how uh, Fox News this morning on Fox and Friends. See, I have Dish Network, but I... um have direct tv on my phone uh to record a few things you know how you could just have like a subscription well i record fox and friends because i like to listen to the soft push of the 4 a.m drop from the mainstream media i just adore it so i um was watching it and it was incredible i didn't take a a screenshot on my phone for it uh I pretty much found other screenshots and used them. And, you know, I also reached out to friends and said, hey, I know you DVR this, take a look. And lo and behold, they had that image of her saying 1933 to 2019. I tweeted that out. But here's the thing I didn't use the hashtag RBG, I used RGB because here's where it gets colorful. This is all beginning to unravel. And, you know, I don't know how far the president will go in actually showing us this and telling us this. How far will he go to unravel that he knew that she was not giving opinions since October when she fell and supposedly cracked her ribs? Because when that came out, you know, in November, I had just started my show on Red State, right? And I told you, mm-mm, I think they're going to say she's dead. And it's great timing right now in November to do it. But I expressed my fear that they would indeed keep her on life support until they needed it. And right now is when they needed it. For some reason, they want to delay announcing that she is dead They want to, and the State of the Union is just that. So this morning, I was actually up before 4 a.m., and I awaited for this drop. And I also tweeted out to you guys the reason as to why I use RGB rather than RBG because you'll see that when you use the hashtag RBG, a little face comes out. You know when they memorialize people, when Twitter does that? That's an algorithm they put in place for things like that. You know, Black Lives Matter. You know, when uh, someone dies, they put a little picture Uh, depicting them. Others may say, oh, it's because of the movie. No, they just attached it to the movie because it has RBG. So I am really excited to introduce you guys to Scott Adams, which many of you know from the Scott Adams show. Scott, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And like I was telling everyone, you and me have been going back and forth about uh ruth <laughs> and how i've been saying she's been on life support since october when she fell and um i thought we should discuss this because it's very curious what is your take on all of this
4: oh my gosh uh well you know when i you, you turn me on to the graphic i blew me it blew my mind away i was late to the game because i had just gotten on the radio starting my 8 a.m show 8 a.m eastern show on red state. And, you know, so I did, I was really unaware of what what was going on, you know, there. And, uh, I got to tell you when I saw that graphic, I said, you know, that they don't make time is money. Money is time. And those people that work in New York city that make those graphics they're they get paid big salaries. And so you just don't come up with graphics and then slip them into the queue. I mean, that thing wasn't just a graphic laying on the art room floor. It was, you know they have a whole art department but that was put into a queue that's how that got to be a slide in the queue they're getting ready for something and whether she's on ice, whether rbg is on ice or not remains to be seen i mean and perhaps we'll never know i mean a lot of people think that mccain was on ice for a while yep, you know a lot exactly. of some people think I that um, walker bush was on ice for yes. a while because you know remember the d5 drop and all that so these are sick people that work in the deep state. You know, I still am one of the one of the ones that believes that Antonin Scalia was murdered. You know, without I'm with he you was on that one. dead without a witness uh, or an autopsy. And uh, I'm sorry, but he was overseeing the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. I, I wouldn't put it past anybody for anything when you're talking about the deep state like this. But when you saw that, when I saw that graphic, I thought Tory was right.
0: <laughs> yes. And the totally. thing is, I, and it's not to gloat. I've, I when in the first half of my show. I told everyone it's, it's math. I like math. Right. And so when you have a lot of variables, it gets confusing, but I like to dabble in string theory. And a lot of people laugh at that because that's like a theory, you know, that everything's connected, but you can have predictive models. And for me, you know, the announcement, actually, I just pulled it up from Bloomberg said Ginsburg missed a formal ceremony Thursday morning morning and this was published november 8th at the court for new justice brett kavanaugh which begs for everyone to understand how did they get that picture with her half asleep in the chair and and um brett kavanaugh behind her right pretty interesting isn't that interesting yeah. i mean we have technology yep. i can i can superimpose myself everywhere right and so it says president trump's second high court appointee she's never skipped a supreme court argument even while undergoing cancer treatment they're talking about like what 20 years ago right
4: and you know i also was saying uh last week i said you know i think one of the reasons why it was so convenient for uh, Nancy Pelosi to do the unthinkable, to do the unprecedented, to do the, something that's never been done in our country before in the history of our 200 and something years of, as a country. And that is to not uh, you know, welcome or re- retract an invitation for the State of the Union address is there will be a lot of explaining to do. Now, I understand that not always, you know, this has happened before where Supreme Court justices don't show up, but a lot of people will be asking a lot of questions that would require a lot of lies, and people don't want to lie on record if they could avoid it. They'll just hide under their, their desk, right? A lot of questions about where's Ruth Bader Ginsburg? What's the status of her health? We need to know. And as taxpayers and as people they are part of this Experiment. We call a republic a democracy. We have a right to know. We have a right to know what the heck is going on with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And frankly, this brings up a whole new narrative uh, that these graphics on Twitter and these graphics on Fox News are flying around. Something's going on. We know that. We want to know what's going on.
0: Yeah, you know what's interesting, though, that there was no media frenzy when she missed the formal ceremony for the swearing-in, right, for Brett Kavanaugh. There was no frenzy because they wanted it as quiet as possible. This is why I said there is no way an 85-year-old woman, being a woman myself and working with – you know, individuals and patients, we all know that the minute someone over the age of 65, especially females, because we're prone to osteoporosis, uh, you know, we have more fragile bones. The minute you break a hip, you die. That's like a death sentence. That's like a, you know, 50, 50 shot that you get out of it. Because what happens is when you go into the hospital, you usually get a pneumonia and lo and behold, what happened in December? What did we hear? Pneumonia, right? after her supposed Mm -hmm. surgery, right? And something that I probe to you and I've I've mentioned on air many times is who's making these opinions for her? Because if you fall down at that age and you crack your ribs and you're in hospital and you're giving opinions from your bedside, how can you do that with pain meds or chemo prep for your surgery, for your lobectomy? Like, how does that actually happen?
4: Yeah, that's such a great point that you brought up I think you brought that up originally and it really sparked my thought. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, is she either a given opinions under medication or B she's phoning it in for some clerk to do the opinions either way. That's a breach of trust with the Supreme court. That's a, to my opinion, that's an impeachable offense. They want to impeach Kavanaugh right now. They're talking about impeaching Kavanaugh and bringing him up to the house judiciary committee for a hearing because of, bring him up on perjury charges when in fact he was nothing but a victim uh, by a whole bunch of crooked senators like, like uh, Feinstein or Hassan with the doxing charges. I mean, it's kind of crazy that, you know, all these people that came out of the woodwork and admitted that they lied, uh, all of a sudden you're going to bring Kavanaugh back for an impeachment charge uh, in the House? You know, they'll stop at nothing. Uh, but I say, you know, the real grievance and the real problem, they're hiding the status of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and, and the quality of her health. And I think that is really sinister. And that's a bigger problem. But you know heads are going to explode if you know Amy Barrett is brought to light and you know ruth bader ginsburg needs to be replaced you know keep well, in mind I don't know too why last we need week a
0: woman though scott hold on you know what is this just because a woman gets out we need a woman in there and that's so sexist think about it i'm a woman uh, and just because with, a woman leaves we need to put a woman we need to I'm put the most qualified
4: politics kind a guy but you know that's what they're that's what they've been throwing around now the, the, there is this um article in the santa monica observer that basically said that they heard from insiders uh that they've updated their narrative on this story and that ruth bader ginsburg was to resign in the month of january
0: right but see here's where it's weird so remember that tmz video of showing ruth bader ginsburg exiting a vehicle with a nurse right mm-hmm. well you know we never get a clear picture even uh another picture that was reported by um hold on what uh The news punch, I don't know where they got the picture, of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg in a a wheelchair being pushed probably somewhere in a hospital, I guess. Super grainy. Mm. We don't know what date it is. But apparently TMZ videotaped her. And you know what? I call BS on that. Why? Because she had a black nurse. And what do we know about Ruth? She hasn't had what? One black law clerk. She refuses to hire them, right? Yes or no? And this is something sure. that even MLK had called her on. This is why I urge my listeners: I've, you know, that they have a history with each other. This Did is you
4: just say MLK.
0: Yes, Martin Luther King has spoken about Ruth before. Oh wow! Yeah, and I think that maybe I should write something up on that. But I think it's just increasing the divisiveness. You know how, uh, you know, I don't like to do that. I don't like to show it. You know, to show and promote divisiveness. I, I hate that. I hate using that card, kind of like the way I hate that we're being forced to consider only female candidates for Ruth's position just because she's a woman and she's leaving. I mean, that is ridiculous. You know, hey, look, we, I'm, 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 right,
4: I'm right there with you. You, you, know? you can't say um, but that, actually, though. You're a man. You I can't say ways, it. <laughs> uh, I, I, what, no, I mean, the thing is, though, uh, Ruth. Amy, Amy Barrett's the most, one of the most conservative you can get on the bench to replace the most liberal on the bench with the most conservative on the bench is like replacing Obama with Trump. And that sounds pretty good.
0: I don't know. I mean, like I said, just because a woman, if they want a woman slotted in, you know who I would go for? Seriously, though. And I'm not joking. Pirro. I would love to see her on there. I would. She's spunky. She's straightforward and she does not like BS. I don't know if you've ever seen her in court as a judge, but she cuts through it, hates expenses for court hearings that have no business being in court in the first place um, and doesn't like dilly dallying and political correctness, uh, which uh, would be a breath of fresh air uh, in uh, um, our Supreme Court. But, you know, the question is, where is the chief justice on this? Why isn't he telling us anything about Ruth? I mean, he's the boss, right? Why isn't he telling us where she is or who's writing the opinions?
4: Wait, wait, wait! I have an answer. Because he's crooked. Because he's compromised.
0: Yes, yes, because (laughs) because uh, you know his meeting with Obama on January fifth.
4: Well, didn't Anthony Scalia say that he suspects? He said it to Judge Napolitano. He said, "I suspect that uh, the Supreme Court is being wiretapped. I have good reason to believe it." And he's said it on more than one occasion. Next thing you know, he's dead.
0: Of course, with no witnesses and no autopsy. Of course. That's the way they work. That's the way they operate. And with Ruth, you know, this slip, you know, isn't coincidental what Fox did. Because why would you make that graphic? Because you know it's going to come up. So do we have some like that on the ready, you would think, if, if you know, that terrorist wasn't caught in Georgia? You remember how many of those slips we saw on their TV during the elections, how they were declaring Hillary the winner or how they were declaring that so-and-so got arrested when they weren't and they were just dropping those slides. You remember during the electoral period, right? Um, a lot
4: of weird things going on with right? that
0: election. So, so it seemed like everyone was getting the same narrative. And, you know, Fox News isn't outside of this 4 a.m. drop, you know. Yeah. And, uh, well,
4: News, we know they have a history of outing like George Papadopoulos was coming to the airport and got ambushed, probably thanks to Fox News or some people in Fox News that were um, tipping people off as to the whereabouts of certain things. Remember we were talking about that?
0: Yes, and they do that. And, uh, you know, George is very vocal, and, you know, that's why I like him, because he tells it like it is, and people don't like that. But what are you going to do, put tape over his mouth? (laughs) <laughs> i mean they do d- usually operate like that but we have president trump in office and you know it's interesting he has that to use he has the uh the actual fact that ruth has been giving opinions from a bedside either highly medicated or piped up to a ventilator right and he's not dropping that which makes it curious as to you know just because he has it and he's not using it, what is he going to use it for? Is he playing along with it? What are your thoughts? Because he knew everything there was to know about this flight going out. And let's see if my actual um, FOIA request is honored where I ask for the manifest of the people traveling. Because I asked for the manifest of people that are non-government officials or are just simply uh, civilians related to government officials, I've requested that document. Let's see if they answer it. But he knows, and he knew about this terror attack, and he knew how this Georgia man got funded. So if he knows all this, what is your what is your spin on it? Why do you think he's not telling anyone what he knows?
4: Why do you think who's telling not telling what? I missed why isn't
0: he telling the people exactly what he knows why isn't he telling them like his letter pointing out to the world that she was going to Brussels Egypt and Afghanistan and now we know she was going with family members right why would you take your family member to a war zone right question one he's telling people this so he has all this other information about Ruth why isn't he telling anyone
4: yeah no, there's that, there's a lot of questions, you know, the, um, the, uh, that trip is highly suspicious and you know about, you know, other trips that she's taken where she's racked up $101,000 in booze bills, you know, bar bills, um, using, you know, so cavalier with taxpayer money. Um, but yeah, that seemed to me like a, uh, a joy trip, uh, if anything, or if, if not that meeting up, you know, with deep state, uh, initiatives uh, to counter counter the uh, interest uh, American interests with uh, the Iran nuclear deal in Brussels uh, to assure that they can get trade uh, that the uh, you know John Kerry did the same thing with Iran uh, mirroring and shadowing you know a bunch of uh, Iranian diplomats in your Euro- in Paris um, and giving them false assurances that Trump was going they had a plan for getting rid of Trump khashoggi news you know there's new khashoggi information uh that connects him sort of with uh 9-11 and saudi arabia and there's a lot more going on there that meets the eye Mm -hmm. and next thing you know lindsey graham appears in turkey in turkey with erdogan meeting with erdogan and you're like okay so what He, he could be on the armed services committee so what he's a judiciary committee chairman I mean, he represents a small state like South Carolina. And so, I mean, what is the point? You know, I remember I used to get annoyed every time I would see Lindsey Graham. A, every time I would hear him say ISIL, we know he's on the wrong side of it. He uses the word ISIL all the time. He couldn't change his tune. He slipped a little bit recently and started saying it again. But that's coded language, and we all know what that means. I don't have to get into the whole ISIL versus ISIS thing. I think most of us know what that is. And he was on board with the Obama re, uh, regime's agenda in the Middle East, and it had a lot to do with pipelines, and a lot to do with a lot of uh, globalist elites, and a lot to do with the Muslim Brotherhood interests and serving those wrong characters in the Middle East. But here he is; he is he couldn't be on uh, further away from the Trump train uh, political agenda for, and yet there he is going rogue, speaking with Erdogan. And uh, you just wonder what he's talking about. Is he talking about Khashoggi? Is he talking about this plan that was busted in Syria and uh, the false flag that's about to be unraveled? What what are they going to do next? I mean, there's no way that ISIS is benefiting from that attack in Syria where President Trump on Saturday, before he actually swore in the immigrants and before he gave his speech, about the deal he wanted to offer up to the Democrats. Uh, he actually went to Dover and uh, was part of the receiving team, and the honorary receiving team for our fallen soldiers that came back from right. Syria. Right, the hiatus there, yep. though,
0: Scott. Uh, you know, some of these soldiers were actually veterans because they were private workers, like we said, with um, Prince's uh, company. You know, Mm -hmm. that has to be noted and that, you know, it's coming to light that it happened and it lived under Turkish controlled territory. And that's pretty curious as to how Lindsey Graham ends up with Erdogan. When uh, you know it's all swimming around, and like you said, ISIS, ISIL. Well, what about NFL, FLN, LFN? You know that they keep changing of this political party in Turkey that pretty much owns that section of Syria that um, you know they've infiltrated and created treaties with uh, Al Qaeda and ISIS. You know it's very curious on the timing as to why he would go there and speak with him at a time where all eyes are on Turkey because. This doesn't seem to be anything but a Turkish attack masked as terrorists, for me, that
4: is. There's so much going on with that conflict and so much push and pull. You know, Russia knows what's going on, and Trump knows that Russia knows what's going on. And that's why I think Trump and Putin have a a clear understanding as to what the heck is going on there. And, um, you know, you have Targus uh, as part of Syria. You have this long standing relationship going back to when the Assad family acclaimed Syria in the early 70s. And Russia's never going to go anywhere. But, you know, let's not forget about that Russian fighter jet that was flying over Turkish airspace. And just so happened, they probably were aware that Turkey was aiding and abetting ISIS, Exactly. being held in a no, you know, that was the one area where you couldn't send jets flying overhead and dropping some crap on, you know, the heads of ISIS. So if you want to shield ISIS, put them in a no fly zone, like a safe zone. And if a jet does fly over there for two, it was flying over that region for 20 seconds and got shot down uh, because Russia was not expecting that Turkey was going to do that to them. Russia doesn't have that great of a, you know, they, everybody's trying to, you know, posture things in such a way. But Erdogan is a thug, and he basically has a very good geographic location that mm-hmm. uh, divides Europe with the Middle East, and they've used it and exploited it uh, to no end. And they've been, you know, a thorn in America's side when, back in Desert Storm when we wanted to use their airspace and they didn't want to give it to us. They've been on the wrong side of America for a long, long time. Uh, The wrong side of the whole
0: world, actually, not just
4: America. But but Obama uh, declared that Erdogan was one of the top five leaders he respected the most in the world. And again, this guy is a dirty, dirty man. Uh, He's a radical Islamic sympathizing guy, uh, and he's changing Turkey for the worst. And and here is Lindsey Graham this past Saturday, Mm -hmm. sitting down, breaking bread, with his old buddy Erdogan. You know, Lindsey Graham should be ashamed of himself for on, his form.
0: Yeah. But on that, um, if anybody actually watches Russian news, Putin called out Turkey because they supposedly have a treaty based out of Astana, of course. It's called the Astana Treaty. It's between Russia, Iran and Turkey on how they should um, act in regards to their military forces. And mm-hmm. Russia said that they violated by infiltrating Syria with excessive troops. And so this is heating up right now because Russia and Turkey relations are heating up. And I I made this prediction a couple weeks ago, but when we see Turkey go down, it's going to start from Russia because Russia has that one port, right, that one place in the sea, in the bay that is pretty much controlled by terrorists in Turkey. Remember, right by Cyprus. They, right. they have that one port. So it's uh, really interesting to see that Lindsey Graham on the heels of uh, supposedly a suicide bomber that was a terrorist and now is being linked to Turkey um, is over there, like you said, breaking bread with him and um, making more notions well, I, I of such. Because
4: but Lindsey Graham is getting rich yes. off of the deal that he struck. You know, it's all pay to play politics. That's what politics in America has become. Where do you see AOC in her foundation, whatever she's going to come up with, right? Exactly. It's all money laundering. It's all way to I'm going to give money over here, and you hopefully you'll you know treat us favorably over there. And you're going to see this. But uh, Lindsey Graham, he's a he's an old veteran of the game, and uh, there's probably no one with more greasy palms than John McCain, who taught Lindsey Graham everything he needed to know. Just ask David Kramer. You know. John McCain's uh, foreign policy advisor that went over there and met with Christopher Steele tried to uh, wage a soft coup against the president of the United States. You think these people are pro-American? No, they're pro-money. You know that's how these people get so rich. That's why Pelosi is using insider trading in order to, you know, gain p- personal wealth. Um, this is why money is what what's required in order to gain power. Look at Beto O'Rourke, you know, marrying into uh, his wife. It's worth about $500 million, you know, half a billion dollars. Beto O'Rourke, you kidding me?
0: Well, you know. Um, we're uh, guys, we're going right through the break. I just wanted to tell everyone you can call in with any questions you may have for myself or Scott or anything you want to chime in at, um, two, one, five top talk. That's two, one, five, eight, six, seven, eight, two, five, five. So, uh, you know, this whole Turkey debacle, I've been talking about it, you know, because I know the area very well and the geopolitics that play there. Uh, and it's quite alarming that we're seeing it heat up. But one thing that went underreported was North Korea. If you have to, if you agree, uh, they sent a delegation, spoke with President Trump. He even announced that he's meeting and having another summit in February with um, Kim Jong Un. So uh, that's actually quite interesting to see on the heels of you know all this turmoil happening. And the reason I state this is what when. You know, when McCain was sick, I've, a lot of people and myself subscribed to the idea that he was on ice. He was on life support and they'd pull the plug when they wanted to, right? That was the thought that I had and I stand by it. And the same thing with uh, Bush 41. When they need a distraction. So I think that they're going to pull the plug on Ruth to delay the State of the Union address only because they need to fill the seats that are empty other than Ruth's because a lot of people may ask questions. But, you know, the media reported, right, she fell, she she's been missing from the supreme court at least since november that we know of because she didn't turn up for you know that whole ceremony for justice kavanaugh so she's been out of the supreme court for this long um they've reported suddenly that she had cancer surgery you know she had surgery for cancer and now she has a pneumonia something that i said remember in november that you know nine times out of ten at her age and so fragile and tiny if she went in there for broken ribs or whatever, she definitely got herself a pneumonia because that's what happens. And especially when you undergo any surgery, no one said if she underwent surgery for her ribs or not. But, um, you know, I believe that since she fell, she's been plugged in and we have not seen any real photographs of her either. Uh, we see some grainy oh, video. Gra- of Yeah, mm-hmm. grainy. You can
4: keep anything live for as long as you want.
0: Exactly. And now, you know, with this drop of this slide and, you know, Twitter putting that little uh, emoji thing after her hashtag, it makes you wonder, why are they so adamant to delay the State of the Union? Because the State of the Union would all be about the economy, would all be about how great we're doing, would all be about how obstructionists, you know, the Democrats have, you know, they they obstruct everything uh, because they are hindering and making our country lag in progress, right? So. The question is, though, there are empty seats. Uh, There was one listener who actually started looking at the voting records and found some trends. Obviously, we saw that Tom, uh, that Marino hasn't voted. um, And that's evident because he resigned after his indictment. He said that he's resigning because he's going into private work. But we all know what that means. And that is because he decided that what he had done wasn't much of a problem in corruption. Because remember, President Trump had written out executive orders you know, holding anyone in any shape or form of corruption or pay to play. Remember back in 2017, he gave Mm -hmm. all these Republicans and Democrats the opportunity to bow out, you know, without the spotlight so they don't tarnish the few good things they did. And we saw over 50 of them not run again and lots of them take early retirement, right? But he didn't. And now he's forced to be in the spotlight. But we have Democrats too. And I think... You know, if they didn't pull the plug on Ruth as they intend to, they would have done some crazy thing like, oh, we're um – Uh, What is it? Protesting and not going uh, to the State of the Union, which would make them look really, really bad. Uh, It would Uh be showing their true colors that their their job is not there to legislate. Their job is not there to look after us and make the government work. But their job is to stymie Donald Trump until they figure out how to remove him. And, um, you know, they're really trying. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think that they're just going to pull the plug to delay the State of the Union, honestly. That's my call.
4: Well, it's a week away, 29th. So, yeah, the timing is going to be that probably in a few days uh, they might make an announcement. It's very possible. And then, of course, there's going to be this funeral and a whole bunch of other stuff. And it's like, whoa, again? Another funeral, huh? That's weird. Yeah. You know? That's what I think,
0: too. Maybe they didn't do it today because they realize it's Martin Luther King Day and they want her to have her own special day, right, or something. Um, And they're delaying it because then we'd have to, you know, have this whole ceremony and, you know, ponies, horses and whatnot, which would have to delay things. And so I think our president, knowing the situation, is mitigated for that personally unless they decide to pull the plug on the day of the State of the Union.
4: Right Which means I mean that there's they would be able a to lot control of that. a lot of possibilities, you know, and I think that the Democrats were really hoping for a Mueller report, and they were hoping to pull you know a couple of little ingredients in order to open up impeachment proceedings and then call, use that as a major distraction and by the way, the timing is really important because impeachment processes and say Adam Schiff is on the heels of Donald Trump or even Jerry Nadler or someone, then you, you drop the hammer on, you know, you can't really drop the hammer with John Huber and Michael Horowitz at that point because Mueller's still deleting evidence. So you don't want to show Mueller where to go because we'll delete more evidence. So you got Mueller waiting in the wings, uh, William Barr, who knows what he's going to do, but. Uh, you know, some would argue uh, that he, he could be the guy that walked the bull out of the barn. He could put the squash on the report or he may not even get not confirmed at all. Exactly. But however that pans out, however that pans out, they, I think, are giving up on the Mueller report because it's either going to be A, too delayed and stonewalled, or B, it's going to be squashed and put into a scoped box. And they're give, giving up on that. Matthew Whitaker is is going to be in charge and he's gonna put a squash on it. So they're giving up on Mueller. So what did they do? They wanted Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen's our next best bet. We'll put him under oath. This whole BuzzFeed story that came out completely ruined it. Completely and utterly and totally ruined the deep state, the Democrats in the House, their ability to open up impeachment charges using Cohen. And they're still gonna try. But this whole thing where the special counsel came out of the woodwork and said, that's inaccurate, the BuzzFeed article, Uh, it really diminishes the integrity of what they're trying to do. They're trying to get three things, a couple of little nuggets under oath and say, well, hey, this is an attorney. Uh, This was president's attorney. He's he's under oath. And he said some things that are going to cause us to open impeachment proceedings. They'll never get impeachment in the Senate, but they'll try in the House. They would probably succeed in the House, and they'd get the votes. It won't work well for them because it didn't work well for uh, the oppositions, the opposition to Bill Clinton. Number one, and number two, um, it's not going to pan out in the Senate. But they would do it for political purposes. They would do it to embarrass the president. They would do it because they hate the whole "make it great, make America great again." Agenda and just look at that poor Catholic student, right? Wait, 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 is... wait,
0: before we get there, let's talk Mueller yeah. because I'm going to have you put your chess hat on, right? Let's play yes. chess. So here's the thing. This report comes out from BuzzFeed and it takes Muller over 24 hours to respond first right because if it was about compromise or any substantial leak he would have come out immediately and this is where i hone back into my statement that levin is a non trumper is that he was like we should call him out why did it take him a day he should have immediately you know said something there's a leaker no there's not because he needed those 24 hours to remove any such testimony because then they would find that it was leaked. It's better for them to say that it was false, and but they have to delete every single trace of them even trying to use that as an argument. Do you see where I'm going with this? You know how you yeah. say he likes the delete button, like that. You know, what is it that um, that GIF where the person's like constantly pressing the delete button? That was mm-hmm. Mueller when that report came out. See the the insane propaganda media doesn't care that they just damage their own camp with that They damaged their camp because now they can't use it because Mueller said it's inaccurate. So what he did was remedy and fix their pandering of saying, Oh yes, it was true, but kind of, he had to delete all of that and redo all the paperwork. And this is why I say that Levin is no one that I would put any marbles in because he is a cruise bootlicker. And what about that beard for cruise lately? That's just super weird. I think he's trying to look more human, but, um, um, the, th- the thing is, Mueller was deleting it. This is why he delayed. Because no one would delay, especially special counsel, when something supposedly was leaked. You know, you would sit there and say, it was leaked. We demand this. And he would scrutinize. Instead, what he did was he deleted it and changed their narrative. Because you know they were using that for Cohen. Mm-hmm. And BuzzFeed um, backfired on them. And now we have the mainstream media still supporting the BuzzFeed article. Which means well, that um, they're standing by deal. their sources. Buzzfeed,
4: yeah, BuzzFeed thing is a huge deal, and it's it ruined it for the Democrats. It it ruined it, and now it's just a matter of time until Mueller has to wrap it up. He's run out of run out of cards, and and then you're going to start to hear from John Huber, and that's going to spell big trouble for Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, and all the goodies that they have on that. Those deleted texts that I know the NSA has and a whole host of other things. And I believe that Admiral Rogers has been working and been busy. I would love to see the pay sheets related to Admiral Rogers, uh, because I'm sure he's been on. He's been he's been busy.
0: Well, I would say that in order for us to see who is actually part of this whole scheme of things is to see who actually was invited to the funeral of McCain. Because we saw that invitations went out nationwide to people that you'd be like, why are they invited? Do you see what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. And uh, that would give people a great indication just how widespread this uh, D.C. mafia network is. Uh, Because, you know, they use funerals as excuses to get together and chit-chat without cameras in their face. And um, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Right? Pardon? Pardon?
4: The envelope, I mean, I think that-
0: Oh, you're talking about the Bush funeral. I was talking about McCain. The invitations, the the envelope yeah. at the Bush funeral was completely different, um, but the invitations to McCain's funeral were very important. Uh, they were widely spread. They were reported. And then people that got invitations to Bush's funeral, which was very selective, kept their mouths shut. But nevertheless, we saw them on camera if they appeared. And some of them didn't go to the funeral, but went right to the services in Texas where there were no cameras. So it's really important for us to just take that guest list where McCain sent it out, and you'll see that there were literally secretary of states of various states, random states, uh, attorney generals from random states, all of them probably with Huber on their you know, right at their heels and they don't realize it. I mean, obviously this Mueller debacle uh, harmed the Democrats. But like you said, Huber has a lot on. But um, from what my sources were telling me last week, and I'm still trying to get more information, there's another kind of Huber 2.0 going on that we don't know about um, that is on every state level. So every state has like their own little Huber, which is pretty interesting. Um, and I'm trying to get some information on that to see a pattern. Uh, I haven't really gotten it, but you know, I always report what I know and then people can draw conclusions because there could be one, this listener out there, Scott, that's like, wait, wait a minute. I think I encountered this, you know, and then they take it from there and go forward. But, uh, I, I think it's going to be really, really exciting to see how January pans out. And I think this week is going to go by really quick. Um, especially with the riff. I mean, what are you expecting? I, I'm I'm waiting to see reports of people getting fired and you know protesting the firings. Um, Redu-
4: reduction in forces is a is a uh, it's a mandatory thing at this point. And the question really is is it? Uh, it's twenty two. I was talking with Paul Preston actually about this just today. And um, the idea is okay. So it's been thirty days, but how It's it's. I think it's a requirement of twenty two work days or something like that. And has no, it been no. twenty two work days? No, the way um, it
0: goes. The way it goes is it's either thirty calendar days or twenty two discontinuous work days. It's right, either and then or. there were
4: holidays that do you have to count for? Right, no, either um, or, either or. It's kind of
0: like minimum or whatever.
4: There's a mandatory uh diminishing. You know, there's a mandatory, you have to actually now get rid of some people. And I guarantee you, members of the Democrat Socialist Party that are embedded in the bureau the, the wheels of bureaucracy, like Project Veritas out of them, I guarantee you they're gonna be on the short list. They're gonna be on the, the 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 priority list.
0: Well I think it's gonna be a lot of these people that um you know that we saw on Project Veritas videos. Yeah, because I saw a few of them through this weekend. I was kind of like... I know it sounds really evil to say, but I was laughing because I was like, You cause this I mean to be a paralegal in the justice department in California and be furloughed and considered non-essential when so much is going on it means you must have done something really wrong to be on that furlough list you know yeah. that's that's the way it goes, and these administrators and i t developers that's where we're gonna see a lot because the thing is not all of them were using their resources for like democratic socialists of america you know those are top of the list but a lot of them were slow walking what they were supposed to do not updating things not approving things or over approving things that shouldn't have been approved um so we're going to see a lot of fat being trimmed and you know unfortunately as of today the democrats can't fix that and and the problem
4: for them is this the trump under trump trump's team Uh, who wants to make government smaller. They want to consolidate, you know, the Department of Commerce with education. They, you know, they see a lot of fat and they want to get, you know, they want to get a reduction at the EPA and they want to do these things. Um, But it's been a challenge because of all the litigation. You know, everybody's suing everybody over wrongful termination. And so this is an opportunity for them. They know exactly who they would love to get rid of. And at this point, it's a sheer opportunity to get rid of the dead weight and the, and the losers that are basically not performing, not producing and just get rid of them.
0: Or hindering and, because there's a lot of people that are hindering processes or causing damage while they're in there or leaking.
4: You know, I wonder how big of a chunk is going to be in the VA because there's a lot of people in the VA that have been abusing, you know, their, their, their job security. And uh, you know, this is an opportunity for Trump to really clean house, and you know he wants to. And not only that, you're looking at like $50 billion a year in salaries and benefits and pensions.
0: Right. Uh, that you're and that's, that's a later. lot. Yeah, and the thing is what I noticed is is that most office of the inspector general of each agency have furlough notices. So, you know, how are you finding non-essential employees in those agencies? Because I see a lot of Justice Department employees being furloughed, which indicates, you know, we do know that we have a problem with our Department of Justice, our FBI, and our intelligence community. And there have been a lot of analysts that have been furloughed, too. And it's pretty pretty, um, astounding how President Trump retweeted his tweet about, you know, thanking patriots that are working without making money. You know, that could be inferred to patriots that are not within the government and working to uh, fix the problems within our country, but also those that have been furloughed to mask the, you know, reason. It could be one department of 10, you know, um, IT analysts at the FBI, I'm just saying, or the Department of Justice in general uh, that were fired, and only two of them are bona fide great employees, and the other eight need to be fired. So they have. To just squash the whole team in furlough so they can not have a basis to fire them, because then what are they going to come up and say? Oh, they didn't fire Joe, but they fired me because I'm a DSA. Political discrimination, according to our constitution, doesn't really exist, right? We can't really fight that, can we? So what are they going to come out with? Oh, they're just upset that I don't like Trump. Well, no, it just so happened. Political stuff don't get factored in. It's your work production. And when they see that people are over-approving, you know, in, like, offices like CMS, over-approving welfare, allowing people, like, in the IRS to claim people, there's, you know, a lot of talk, you know, how it's been said for many years that illegal immigrants are using other people's social security numbers and they're also claiming, 100 kids out in Mexico that don't even live within the United States, even though I know that when I file taxes, they ask me how many months of the year has the child lived with me. That's an actual you know, tick box when you file your taxes. And being a victim of having an illegal immigrant myself using my social security number, I can tell you the IRS is no fun. Because I'm telling him, well, how am I working at this fast food restaurant in New Mexico and picking oranges in another state simultaneously while I'm living and working somewhere else? Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. You have to figure that out is what they tell me.
2: Right. You
0: owe these taxes. So it's 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 pretty incredible the, the people that have been furloughed because if we see the people that have been furloughed, we understand exactly why the shutdown was done. He could have had the shutdown earlier, right? He could have. But he timed it perfectly, and like I said back in November, um, Ruth is timed perfectly when they want to cause delays. And I said in December, well, I'm really concerned about it. To your
4: point that uh, she had, they had her on ice.
0: Yeah, because the thing is, now she's coming to surface. Why didn't it come up to surface that she had cancer beforehand? They just reported it after she had surgery? No, they reported it because... New York is Trump's stomping ground. And when she appeared in that vicinity, someone got it back. You know, you can't own a city like literally in real estate and not know what goes on in your own backyard. But they didn't say anything since, you know, her fall and not coming up to the Supreme Court. And I said on many occasions in December, I'm concerned they're going to use her to delay what really needs to happen. And, you know, maybe President Trump won't be issuing pink slips today. Like, I believe that a few of them went out from some sources, but nothing's being reported because maybe he wants to fulfill both requirements. You know how it's and and it's it's an or it's 30 calendar days or 22 discontinuous work days, maybe he's going to wait for the 22 discontinuous work days, which is I think next week, to to do the big rush of pink slips. Um, But some Mm -hmm. of them have already been sent out and I've been stalking the media to find someone that would come out because it'll be interesting. Maybe the people that got pink slips won't even report it to someone in the media because they're too embarrassed because then they'd have to kind of showcase that, oh my gosh, I was fired, but the guy in the cubicle next to me wasn't. So obviously I'm not as good as that person. So maybe they're not Mm -hmm. coming out and waiting for the more mass pink slips to come out to state it because like you said, it's not an option. It's not something you activate. It's a requirement as of the 30th calendar day, which was Sunday. So um,
4: once again, you know, uh, who knows, but Trump, I think automatically he knew that this was going to result in a shutdown. And I think he knew that he was going to outplay them, uh, and he has. Even the liberals, some liberals now are starting to crack. And they, you know, what is the, what is the offer from the Democrats? By the way, no one knows. You can't just say, "Oh, it's, uh, the government shutdown's a gun to our head. We're not going to negotiate until we put the government back on." Right? Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to give you what you want, and then on blind faith, we're going to hope that you. He already did in blind faith. He said, hey, look, if I give you the government, uh, if I put the government, turn the government back on, uh, what are you prepared to offer, Nancy, just so we know ahead of time? Zero for the wall. Okay, well, (laughs) you're not serious. I'm going to leave. And they said he pounded the desk and acted like a child. And, you know, it was ridiculous.
0: And it was wrong. right
4: Right now, the Democrats haven't even made their position clear. What is it that you're willing to offer? If you were to ask a Democrat what they're willing to offer, they're going to talk about drones and satellites and no wall.
0: And paving and walls anybody, and paving streets. You, that's never going to
4: work. Right. What?
0: No, and paving the roads. Like Nancy said, we should make our roads nicer that go to ports of entry because all the illegal people will take the road to the port of entry, Nancy, right? It's like she wants no, to okay. pave them with gold so people can find them, she said. It was insane. And she called our security a luxury. Jeez. She used that word, and I'm thinking, how is our security a luxury, Nancy? And she says it, and you're thinking, isn't anyone going to say something? And I think that the that the left, not the extreme leftists, are starting to get it. They're starting to get it. They're gonna they're they're starting to see. Well, hold on a second. Why are they so you know upset about this? Why is did it you that they that don't want Trump's,
4: it? Did you see Trump's tweet where uh, Hispanics and Latinos uh, from the uh, from immigrants uh, have basically come up and. Uh, they're, they're, they uh, the poll is up to 50% now approval rating for Trump, Donald Trump, 19% increase in approval rating for Donald Trump.
0: Well, here's the thing, even the left now is tweeting out to them, come on, man, they're giving us DACA, and you know those are DACA dreamers, whatever you want to call it, saying, wait a minute, he's giving us the opportunity to extend, he's working with you, like, why aren't you doing this? And, you know, something important that he said that no one gave him praise for was that these children, women, and young men that are being trafficked for sexual exploitation or slavery in general, we're going to give them the opportunity to be reunited with their families in our country and help them remain in our country. Country so they can build right. a life because obviously yep. they were vulnerable to be trafficked in the first place. And that's a big deal. You know, that if your child was kidnapped from Guatemala or Nicaragua and brought up here, um, to be sold into sex slavery, that you're going to bring their whole family to support them mm-hmm. psychologically and, he's offering, and them,
4: help them. he's offering them an extension on DACA before the Supreme court ruling. Mm-hmm. The Supreme court is going to likely rule that, uh, Trump can, Uh, Trump's September 2017 squash of the executive order for DACA will 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 stand despite what the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals said. So that's going to actually give the Democrats a weaker hand after the Supreme Court judgment. And right now they don't even have Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So I don't I don't even know what Kool-Aid they're They're drinking. I want to know who's
0: who's doing the opinions for her. I want to know who's doing the opinions for her. No one's asking. How are they issuing opinions without her? How is the Supreme Court still functioning since October when she fell? You know, these are serious questions that none of these supposed uh, reporters or journalists that actually have way bigger platforms than we do ask these questions. No one in the White House press pool would be like, hey, can you just answer this? Like, who's actually giving these opinions if she's, like, drugged up or in surgery? Like, why are they in session if she's not there? So these are all questions that are curious, but, you know— I thought, I thought everyone should know Scott Adams. You can find him on show. He has a show on Red State and on other terrestrial stations as well. Uh, he's great. He's a really good friend of mine. We don't agree on everything, which is awesome uh, because that is important. Remember, for innovation and progress and understanding, we should always challenge um, ideas and not agree on everything because once we agree on everything, we're just just part of the high of mind. Um, uh, before we close, I thought maybe tomorrow, Scott, we should discuss Kamala Harris. Cause I think that's funny that she's even oh, running. I think it's hilarious because this, just like um, Scott Pressler said, uh, if she becomes president, that means that your brother, your son, your husband can be uh, found to be guilty of sexual assault or rape with no proof. Right? From all of us at Red State, we wish you a great evening and we'll see you tomorrow. And you can catch Scott Adams. It's at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on the Scott Adams Show on Red State. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Scott.